Hi, and welcome to Super Engaging Podcast with myself, Steve Halpern. I hope you enjoy all the podcasts I've posted, and I appreciate if you share them on your social media or your Facebook or wherever you share things. I try and really do my homework when I share information. If uh, this is the first time you listen to this podcast, I think I have about 150 podcasts now. I've been practicing nutrition and interested in nutrition research for hmm, about 50 years, <laughs> way before there was the internet when you had to go to the library and do your homework or listen to nutrition shows on the radio. Now we can listen to podcasts and try and sort out all this information. So uh, let, let me do a little redirection here. And part of redirection is uh, my experience of how uh, traditional medicine is practiced. And it's always practiced, find the diagnosis, find the reason. <clears throat> well, maybe we'll never find the reason. Okay. And I think the focus needs to be on going deep where all this starts. It starts in the cell. It starts, as I've said over and over again in these podcasts, it starts with your cell batteries. I, I've said this in nauseam. It starts with the mitochondria. Every cell in the body, including your microbiome, has these cell batteries. And when these cell batteries start to get damaged or don't get replaced, is when the cell malfunctions, the cell is part of the tissue, the tissue is part of the organ, and then the whole system, and then we wind up with symptoms. So the key is addressing the basic cause, in my you know, view, of all these conditions. Now, interesting search I did the other day, because many of you know I'm very interested in uh, longevity research and uh, anti-aging science, and certainly COVID has uh, shined the spotlight on senior vulnerability. Well, the cross-reference was, I cross-referenced COVID and anti-aging. And it was a really good research review article linking many of the age-related phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomena, phenomenon, and susceptibility to severe COVID or possibly even what we call long-haul um, COVID. So let me give a quick... Uh, review of this and uh, for those that are interested I will <laughs> it's on my list I will be doing some really technical blogs and uh, podcasts and and videos if any of you are really my audience are really handy and can support me in the technicalities of uh, spreading the word on this podcast or linking the podcast to some um, YouTubes and blogs, I'd appreciate it. But let me get into the nitty-gritty. Nitty-gritty! I think there was a song, the nitty-gritty. Maybe. Okay. 
we now know that telomeres and is an enzyme called telomerase. These are the caps on chromosomes. And when they get shortened, there seems to be damage to the cell. We know that mitochondria can malfunction. Uh, we know that high levels, as people get older, they produce less antioxidants. So you have more oxidant imbalance, the imbalance between oxidants and antioxidants. There needs to be a real uh, um, nice balance between the two. So we have the telomeres, and then we have um, the mitochondria, and then we also have something that uh, we call um, synolics or senescence. Okay, senescence is the hot word in the anti-aging community of scientists now. And basically what happens is we get zombie cells that are like visitors to your, <laughs> to your house and they just eat all your food and make trouble. Make a mess, don't clean up. And, and many, many um, pharmaceutical companies now are trying to work on what we call synolic drugs to clear up these senescent cells, which seem to be a factor in aging. So we have senescence, we have uh, telomere shortening, we have myochondrial dysfunctioning, we have basically um, an imbalance of uh, antioxidants in the system. And these are the you know tip of the iceberg here. So, so so so. By the way, uh, the, the the so is so I can do my next thought. <laughs> Which is okay. I'm sure my listeners can understand because I do this in a stream of consciousness. So when I do that, it's basically I'm going to the next uh, subject here. What can we do? Okay, we can control inflammation. Inflammation is a hot buzzword. You know, you can go, you know, go to Whole Foods and there's a zillion magazines and uh, inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Okay, well, good. What can we do about it? Well, the basic cause of inflammation is, well, there's genes, but you can turn on and turn off genes. And what they're trying to do now is actually use CRISPR technology where you go in and you, you know, play with the cell, play with the DNA and change uh, functioning. But constantly the body is going through a process called uh, epigenetics, turning on and turning off genes. And uh, the phenomenon through nutrition is nutrigenomics. In fact, I just saw a really uh, interesting article. I read a lot of um, cancer journals. And the breakthrough was they found this protein mechanism that seemed to be a big factor in cancers. And basically, again, it was the gene. Gene was turned on, turned off. You want the genes like p53, tumor suppression gene turned on, and you want genes that support cancer growth turned off. Now, one of the dietary factors that really gets to me is constantly do the ketogenic diet, do this one, do a carnivore diet, okay, do, you know, vegan diet, vegan diet, uh, you know, don't eat, eat, fast, whatever. Okay. Here's the problem with this. People promoting all these 
and, uh, you know, for commercial gain and getting known and maybe with good heart. We have, all of us, biochemical individuality. We all have unique microbiomes. We all have different responses to diet and even supplements and, of course, drugs. You know, one, one drug can kill and the other will cure. We haven't discovered all the reasons yet. Okay. And now I see, oh, there's DNA tests. I, I just heard a commercial on the radio. You can get a mental DNA test. Wow. You can get a food DNA test. We can get all sorts of DNA tests. The problem is... The commercialization is way ahead of the science. So it's interesting, but it's too early to really make accurate predictors. Because even if you have a gene and they do the DNA, is the gene on or off? They don't know how to do this yet. Okay, so let's get to, you know, um, what can we do about all this? You know, when I, when I was doing a lot of in-person counseling, and I'm doing some now, and some virtual counseling, I became very frustrated. <laughs> yes, even nutritionists become frustrated. I needed more astaxanthin. I, I'm sorry, ashwagandha. I could have taken more ashwagandha and reduced my stress. Nice ashwagandha studies on uh, stress management and even uh, supporting testosterone and brain function. But let me, get, let me not get too uh, off topic here. You need, in my experience, people would ask me, give me a diet. Said, no, we can't give you a diet. I can give you some suggestions. We have to experiment and see what works. Take some of the guidelines and learn to listen to your body. Because only listening to your body, we call this now functional medicine or functional nutrition medicine. And there are specialists, and you become a specialist in functional nutrition and uh, functional medicine. Well, it's all based on function. If you do something and it makes you feel worse, don't do it. If you do an approach and it makes you feel better, good idea. Now, don't get confused. You know, a person can say, hey, when I do alcohol and I smoke and I do drugs, I feel better. No, that's not the kind of better we're talking about. Okay, that's called unconscious. We're talking function. Are you sleeping better? Are you clearer mentally? You know, are, are things, that are, you know, uh, symptoms starting to resolve? Well, you're on the right track. And so, again... I used to say to people, we need to experiment. Now, if you have a serious medical condition, you're not going to experiment. You're going to go to your doctor who has the experience to guide you along. But otherwise, experimenting and say, you know, when I eat that, I don't feel that great. Oh, but I eat this, I feel much better. Now, sometimes it might be right away or what we call delayed reaction. So, working your microbiome is very important. You know, selecting the appropriate supplements and be willing to experiment with the supplements. So, let me get back to what I was talking to you before. Synolics, so are there, and, and mitochondria. 
We know that uh, antioxidants that are very targeted toward the mitochondria, you know, glutathione, alpha-lipoic acid, sulforaphane from broccoli seed can all affect the mitochondria. Q10, whether you take regular CoQ10, you know, ubiquinone, ubiquinol, or even a product called MitoQ, which is supposed to get into the cell. That's some interesting research. Those are all really important to get to the mitochondria. Okay, controlling you know, your blood sugar can actually uh, be a big factor in not damaging the mitochondria. I also like you know, uh, cleansings. Cleansing with some supplements. I like zeolite, which uh, can pull out uh, metals. I think that's a great idea. You know, vitamin C, which can also help protect the mitochondria from damage. So that's, you know, off the top. Now, there are some interesting research on glycine. Glycine is an amino acid. It's part of glutathione, glutamine, glycine, and cysteine. Yes, and it tastes good which is really nice. You can use it as a sweetener. And there's some clinical trials on that were done on seniors, and there was improved muscle functioning, and it seemed to have a direct effect on mitochondria. It's non-toxic and certainly you know, deserves some uh, experimentation with. So I like glycine. I like glutathione, uh, both... Uh, regular oral glutathione and liposomal glutathione. The problem with a lot of liposomal, uh, you got to get an experiment. I like, you know, I like the capsules because a lot of the liquid uh, liposomal glutathione goes bad and it, oh, it tastes terrible. Alpha-lipoic acid, that's another very interesting way to increase uh, glutathione. So we have glycine and uh, NAC, NAC, if you're not sensitive to the sulfur, NAC is, works very, very well with glycine. And it was part of the clinical trial of glycine and NAC improving mitochondrial functioning. The other interesting breakthrough, and possibly resveratrol. I think there's good research on resveratrol. I think it's a great nutrient. Eat the grapes, eat the red wine, or uh, possibly adding a resveratrol supplement. The problem, there were some negative studies on Resveratrol, but it was synthetic resveratrol. So, wow, I keep saying so. I gotta, I gotta work on that. You know, it's funny when you, when you do this kind of stuff, you start to hear yourself. And you know, wow, no, 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 no more. I'm gonna stop the cell part. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the nutrients. Uh, adequate folic acid, I think, is important. If you have a problem or a gene problem, it's probably a good idea to test for. Uh, the gene issue of uh, the methyl tetrahydrofolate gene issue where you're not converting the folic acid into the active folic acid. So you could be creating a problem. Uh, you can get the test or you can get a methylfolate supplement, which is already the active folate. Very, very important in the conversion uh, in making glutathione. As I said, you know, um, there are lots of ways also to stimulate glutathione. It's certainly, certainly important. Let's get back to synolics. Okay, there's some interesting work on on quercetin. Um, quercetin is a little difficult to absorb, so you have to shop around um, for different quercetins. I can always make suggestions. People contact me. I test them all. 
Fisetin, they, another interesting uh, synolic compound, clearing out those cells. And it's, it's, it's a real, real interesting field. Okay, let me get back to the other one that was kind of interesting, which is pomegranate. I mentioned in previous podcasts, pomegranate has often shown cardiovascular benefits and uh, various health benefits, but not always, not consistently. Well, I think the answer has been found. The answer was that there's a compound called urolithin A, which is a metabolite made from pomegranate, but you need the appropriate probiotic in order to make the urolithin A. So <laughs> it was patented. Oh, well, I, I mentioned this previously. I don't hold this against Nestle's. Nestle's bought the patent from an um, Austrian company that helped develop it, and it's been clinically tested. It seems to support mitochondrial functioning and have anti-aging potential with clinical trials. It's called urolithin A. You can do a Google search on urolithin A. There are a couple of companies that uh, have it. It's called MitoPure. But it's not in all supplements because Nestle has the patent. And the problem is that only two companies have licensing through Nestle. Nestle owns one of the companies. It also owns a doctor company that has the MitoPure. I've used it. I definitely uh, have felt some really good results on it. So MitoPure is on my list. As I said, the glycine and the uh, NAC and the liposomal. But again, with all these... I mean, I can go on and on with so many wonderful supplements that have great studies behind it. But again, you have to get back to how does this make me feel? If it doesn't make you feel good, for whatever reason, it's not working. So the last one that's really uh, been uh, kind of uh, fascinating and that's lithium. You know, lithium has been used in, in psychiatric um, medicine for a long time, for high-dose medical lithium for depression and suicide and various conditions like that. And uh, as the recent, some recent research showed that low-dose lithium, around one milligram, can have brain-enhancing effects, memory, possibly even suicidal thoughts and uh, manic issues, bipolar issues. I think this is important because many people are going through uh, post-COVID of suffering brain effects, and so that might be um, something to experiment with. So we come to the end of this podcast. I hope you've learned something. I've I've stimulated your thinking. I appreciate your comments and questions and sharing this podcast so I can focus on um, more detail on specific uh, supplements, specific uh, topics, and answer some uh, answer many of my listeners' questions. So again, this is Steve Halpern, and thank you so much for listening.